Okay, well, this, this music's just rolling in. I haven't heard this song in a while, huh? <laughs> it's been a minute. Still got to do that intro song. <laughs> I'll get to it. Yeah. I'll get to it. I don't know. Actually, there are some funny podcast intro songs. Oh, yeah. I'm thinking of an influencer that I love, and she did a campaign with Capital One Cafes. And she did like, she was like, I'm doing my own intro. And it was like three or four different videos. And every time I saw it, it made me giggle. Well, so I could do something like that. You're an easy gig though. You're easy, you're easy to get to giggle. <laughs> yeah, because I'm joyful and I enjoy humor. You are jo- joyful. Well, welcome back. Welcome I back. did not want to do this until we could be consistent. Right. Um, not that you did and I didn't, but just I, I wanted to make sure we could be consistent. So our goal is to have these up every Sunday night. We're going weekly? Weekly. Okay. The train rolls on. Okay. Well, we've got a lot of updates, primarily in e-commerce, which is a sentence I thought I would never say. <laughs> well, let's, yeah. So let's make sure we, we talk about the trip down to TikTok, mm-hmm. kind of what led to that. Yep. what came of it, some of the struggles, and then some of the things that have come out of it and how it sort of impacts our businesses, our lives, and um, you know the followers that we've, I mean, there's been, we've tacked on a few followers to our- you, A few followers, you've got like a whole community now. Yeah, it's really, it's really ballooned. Awesome. Yeah, it's been fun. <laughs> so why don't we start talking about your first Millie, your first video that hit a million. Yeah, um, that was the introduction to the terpene gems on the TikTok shop. That was kind of the start of the roller coaster. It, I feel it like. was, yeah. Well, and like shout out to the Happiest Hour because they were putting in work on the TikTok shop, trying to navigate that. They did the same thing with Amazon and had some issues there, and so there, I was able to kind of watch them make their moves. And and I think everybody was all shareholders, my family and friends, and and our marriage counselor. Everyone's kind of like, hey, what's come? What, what are we doing here? Mm-hmm. What's going on with Suncliff? What are you trying to do? And I had everything sort of tied to that name change, which again, we'll get to that some other time. Um, It's sort of like that was my focal point for everything. And the terpenes and the TikTok shop were just sort of sitting there ripe for the taking. And when we loaded them up, I had everything in place and I thought, I'm just going to go in the garage and do a video and then head to work. And I did that video. And by the time I got into work, it was already at like, you know, over a hundred thousand views. And anytime you get a video that's, that's tracking that fast early, it's, it's going to go on a run. And then I started checking the sales and it was like, we would, we'd already made thousands and thousands of dollars off that single video. And I just thought, I remember saying to you, like, what is this was just every day we, right. we would be crushed if that was the case. I mean, we, it'd be great, but the business would be getting clobbered. So we kind of went through our paces and it just shot out of a cannon. And of course I kept the videos rolling and then a bunch of content creators started jumping on and I'm just going to jump right to how we sort of ended up at TikTok because that sort of set all of this in motion or a lot of things in motion for us. But um, yeah, so we we obviously sold the heck out of the terpene gems. And the reason we can sell those there is, of course, it, it doesn't have THC, mm-hmm. doesn't have any CBD in it, no, no cannabinoids whatsoever. It's just the terpene profile, which is sort of confusing to a lot of people. It's new to a lot of people. Um, it's also very interesting. So we have had some a, a lot of success on TikTok. Like we just sold our 10,000th uh, multi-pack. So over half a million gems sold in like five months. That is crazy. And you were the, I didn't even know this till they told me, but you guys were the top seller in August, I believe. I think I, as a creator was the top set. Like, so they, they measure, you know, they measure the GVM to see how much, you know, per basically how much your sales rate is. Yeah. I know, um, Suncliff was in oh, the, it was the creator. I thought it was the business. Yeah. So Suncliff was in the top 5% for our category gotcha, gotcha. and okay, we've never fallen out of the top that. 10. So we've, we've been one of the top accounts with TikTok, but that, that, uh, reach out was more, that was specific to my account because gotcha. they can see the run rate that I'm getting right. as a creator. And they were like, this guy sells. They don't realize like when people are inquiring that I've been sort of building the momentum for the terpene gems for three years on TikTok. And there's such a difference between a creator who has a great conversion rate selling a product they believe in or something that's theirs. Yeah. Like that, there's a huge, you can just see the passion there. There's, there's a lot more incentive on the We'll come back to how side. that ties to your current project, yeah. but yeah. So then you got an email from TikTok saying what? They, they invited Suncliff down in a group setting to talk about um, what we like and don't like and what's been successful on TikTok shop. And for anyone that doesn't know, essentially TikTok is marrying up Amazon and what would have been Instagram at its peak and sort of merging the two into one 
one e-commerce platform and it's sort of like a giant digital mall. So when you're there, you're seeing creators you like, brands you like, you can look at food, you can look at all these different options. And it's sort of- puffy coats for $10. You can get all kinds of stuff. (laughs) And there's also some, like there's some, some junkier stuff that they're trying to weed out. I think they don't want it to be bottom of the barrel. So they're super strict in that you have 24 hours to ship everything out when you get an order. Um, they don't give you a lot of the customer information. So you're beholden to the way they want to run the business, um, which has its you know peaks and valleys. It oh, can yeah. be really beneficial. Um, it can also be a real pain. We'll touch on that in a minute. But they are able to watch and see everything from the back end. And they reached out and said, hey, we've invited some of the more successful uh, stores to come down and be a part of a group setting. And uh, I think it was Jen on our team that got the message that, hey, you, we got invited down to TikTok. And I didn't even know they had offices in LA, New York, Seattle, and a couple of other places here stateside. So we um, fired back and I said, hey, you know, m- my wife owns a content management company and, and manages creators, myself, um, and, and helped us with the TikTok shop and Suncliff, all of that fun stuff. And I am a creator and the CEO of Suncliff. So you kind of get a three for one. If you want us to come down, we'll come down. And and not many people were flying in for the event. So they they pulled us out of that event and moved it to a private meeting. And we sat in a, you know, on a big conference table with a dozen plus people and like a wall, probably not as big as it is in my mind, but there's like a wall no, of TVs. Big, yeah. But it was also very, like, I, m- I remember it being very frantic of like, we had, you had like two days to figure it out. We're like, okay, who can take our kids to like, let's hop on a plane and let's just go down there. Yeah. It wasn't even, I don't even think it was 48 hours total, the whole, the, from the yeah. notice of planning and doing the whole thing. And so, um, it was, it was fun. Yeah. It was a lot it. of fun. So I left that meeting. I actually have a video that Wait, I did. Sorry, post. I cut you off. So the meeting, there was screens of people, tables full of people. And it was a little intimidating, if I'm being honest. And then as we got going into the conversation, I realized, oh, they still need to fix a lot of stuff. And they want, they like are drinking information like it's water and there's, you know. In the desert. And I think it's like anything, you you get feedback and you get emails or you get complaints and you see people griping about something. But when someone who's a customer and who's using it and is clearly it's working well for them is Excited telling you- about it. Yeah. And they're saying, hey, but these are core problems. There were a lot of things that were fixed like in the days after we came home. I was mm-hmm. shocked. And they, they probably had a lot of that stuff that they were working on. But I was amazed at how many of the, like the, there's product certificate issues. There's ways you upload the products. And we're, we've, we're on Amazon now as well as a result of the mm-hmm. TikTok su- success. And it's very similar in that they have very stringent guidelines on what you can post and how you post it. But TikTok was having a hard time because it's a lot of AI. And so it was rejecting stuff that it really shouldn't be rejecting. And then the the inquiries as to how you would fix it just didn't make any sense. It was like bad instructions on like a dresser that you bought from, you know, it's just, it's poorly written from another language. Place and, stick A. Like, there is no stick right, A. Right. Why is that so big? That's not the right one. It's, it was, it's a lot like that. In fact, maybe even worse. And they started to correct those things and provide images as to what they're actually looking for and, and, and better descriptions. So I feel like we came away from that meeting and they heard what we had to say and made a lot of those adjustments and really probably over committed to us on like the direction and where things were going from the standpoint that everyone, we were all pretty excited. We basically had a different leader from all of the divisions. So I couldn't that- believe how many people from departments there was. It was like, Oh, I'm in this one. I'm in this one. I'm in I this couldn't one. believe it's they like, held up all our products and took photos with yeah. us afterwards. And I, I left and I looked and I was like, you know, it'd be a real problem for them if this didn't go well, if they decided they didn't want to showcase terpenes yeah. because Fuck these guys, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but like, yeah, it was crazy. Remember leaving? We're like, what just happened? Like that was so fun because I expected to meet what was going to be our account rep. Mm-hmm. And I thought, how great will it be to actually be able to talk to somebody? Because the rumors were, right, that the only way you can get a hold of them is email and through like customer complaints, and mm-hmm. you'll never speak to a human being. You can't call them. Yeah. But well, after we got home and I started getting all of the inquiries and other, other people reaching out to me as a creator saying, how'd you like, I mean, I'm getting like 200 requests a day to market a product for somebody else because they can see all of the, the performance metrics tied to that. So obviously so can they. Yeah. And when they looked at the conversion rates and how many people have sort of clung on to the story um, or, or, or been drawn to it, they know that. Yeah. So that was really the crux of the meeting is like, hey, this, you, you really have an opportunity to be top of category. And um, boy, we came home with nothing but trouble. <laughs> oh my gosh. I, I was at the airport. Talk about a deflated oh. balloon. We were like, uh, it was like, 
issue after issue. Yeah. I was writing some, I, I'm a crafty person when it comes to, to, to putting together my arguments and, oh my and writing gosh. emails. And I was really upset because I recorded a video um, on our way back, a little vlog about the experience and how much I took away from the meeting. And I thought they were genuinely interested in sort of partnering and like finding out what's successful for us, implementing more of that. And, and really thoughtful about giving us a playbook as to how to succeed on the platform. And direct communication with someone who's in charge, yeah. which was huge. And ha- yeah, having that line of communication open immediately when there's an issue. And, you know, I don't know how much workload they're putting on it. And like our account rep is, it, you know, has been really, really helpful. But there are times when I really need two or three points of contact in any given day where we've got a product that's selling, you know, three, four, five thousand dollars $5,000 a day, and it gets moved for, over for a product violation. Well, if it takes or a, or a category that is completely unrelated that you right, didn't even right or like <laughs> their their own AI says hey you could have better descriptions use the new AI tool to describe yeah. your product you'll get more views and they even offer you incentives like we're going to give you more exposure if you mm-hmm. do this and then violation violation right. violation you wrote it yeah yeah <laughs> this product's been about? banned and I was <laughs> like what so so we went from like on an absolute tear where we were selling I mean, sometimes three or four hundred orders a day and had to go down to our fulfillment center. And I was going with my whole team, just rotating crew, just mm-hmm. filling and filling in all of the kitchens where basically everybody's producing gems for the part, better part of foreseeable future. And so we start scaling. And that was what I was telling them down at the meeting. If I go home and this stays at this rate, I can't order 10,000 jars or 20,000 jars. I need 80,000 jars. But if this volume gets turned down on this activity, um, I also don't want to have $50,000 worth of jars. Right. Um, or so- put your staff in in a situation where they're not being able to fulfill your other like right. regular, more consistent orders because they're just swamped. Exactly. And so we started to get systems in place and it's that's just the jars, right? It's the, the labels, it's the, it's everything. So it was literally like, well, we're going to spend a couple hundred thousand dollars to be prepared to stay at this burn rate. And if it went away, that would be pretty detrimental to our business. And that's why I said, hey, they take those pictures with us and hold up all those products. Oh, and I then, know. Right after that, you're like, ooh. I was like, <laughs> I was like Ed, Ed, if nothing else, we've got a solid argument as to where nobody could say, we don't know what they were. Always we didn't understand the product. Arguments. Doing my best. <laughs> Anyway, it really slowed down after that. We kept getting so many product violations that we couldn't get out of our own way because I would correct it, upload a new one. And every time you upload a new product, it goes back through the review process. And they were getting us for stuff that had already cleared. Right. And then it just got to a point where I talked to our account rep and I said, hey, I'm just fast forwarding to the end or the beginning, the new beginning. I said, you know, if we're only going to do 200 to $800 a day, which would be phenomenal if we didn't have you know, a dozen people on the team for this project and all of these orders. And if it's going to be at that rate, we have to sort of redefine our business as it relates to the TikTok shop. And um, our rep just kept saying, hey, if we run this up to the, the top of the top of leadership, they're going to call into question whether or not the product should be there or not. And these violations were for sort, sort of prohibited products. Um, and that's because a lot of the creators that are doing affiliate work for us and even myself were saying, hey, these are great if you partake. They're a great pairing with our favorite plant, but they're also really cool by themselves. And so people would tell that story in varying fashions and right. it would cause issues. And so I said, that doesn't matter to me though, right? You either accept the products. And I demonstrated to them that it was in shampoo. It was in all the cosmetic products. It was in all the food products, any beverage, any candy. They all have some form of terpenes in them. Even anything that's fragrance-based, there are terpenes in all of those. So I made a, a pretty compelling argument to TikTok and our rep said, hey, if I take this up to the top and they determine that, that terpenes are out, it'll be the end, not just for you, but probably anything terpene related on the TikTok shop. And she was like, you know, you might be better off just because a lot of this wait is AI driven, just wait and see, like let the violations drop off and get caught up and, and see you where you made you're the at. right move. You're like, let's either burn it down or build it up. That's I walked <laughs> right into the chief of police in Issaquah 15 years ago and just mm-hmm. said, Hey, I can leave and go do this somewhere else. Or we can figure this out right here, right now. And we spent the next two years setting that up and, and, and sort of led to all of this. So it just felt like those days all over again, where mm-hmm. we were putting on our shirts and, and going down to sort of lobbying for our efforts. But this was all digital. Well, and and that's, that was my biggest takeaway from the meeting was that I kind of pictured it as this big conglomerate with, with every, what is a big conglomerate, but everything kind of like 
perfectly working and their systems. And it was like, oh no, they're trying to figure it out. They're massaging it out. Yes. Especially with with the rate that it's growing. Like they know Mm -hmm. that there's growth going to be, that is coming, but seeing the amount of work that they're trying to get done on a daily basis, I was like, okay, yeah, that's a lot. Well, when we first started the podcast, it was a, a couple episodes in, I, I started talking about TikTok. So mm-hmm. whoever gets on it, they need to attack it now. It's going to be that monstrous. so crazy to me. And I had never posted a video. I was encouraging people that make videos to go do videos on that platform because that really wasn't my deal. And it was like, we were doing it music related. We're like, right. hey, this is a great way for you to get exposure and sing and do exactly. videos online. Like, how crazy is that? I know. And my first videos were talking about how... Um, we're sidebarring a little bit, but I, my first videos on TikTok were talking about how testing is a bit of a hoax and it's really terpenes mm. and the combination of the various things in the plant that make for a unique experience. And I, I then that became doing the strains and doing reviews and all this stuff. And there's like different pockets for each of those. But I've got some folks now like, oh, I just wish this guy would have never stopped doing the strain reviews. And then it's like, well, you came in in year two, mm-hmm. but the first year and like the, over the course of three years, it's been predominantly focused on terpenes and sort of trying to educate people on this particular subject. Um, so to have it all come together and the product actually be able to be for sale on TikTok was huge. And I'll sort of give one other example. We pre-launched, I get asked about this a lot. Well, you, they were like, well, you already sold them on TikTok. You brought it up and we, I thought we sold a whole bunch of them. Anytime you're on a platform and you do something that's going to drive traffic away from that, that's essentially like walking into a mall during a huge sale and saying, guess what? I'm doing something over here that's really, really exciting. Mm-hmm. They do not want you leaving the platform to go buy something. So anything, and then what they would see is like, oh, people are loving this video that Jake put out and it's a, it seemed to be engaging with it a ton. So they're showing it to a lot of people. And then the algorithm picks up on the fact that a certain percentage of the people watching this are immediately leaving the platform, even though they're engaging with it and clearly like it, they're leaving. And that's telling them, hey, there's siphoning our attention span over to something that doesn't benefit us. And then they stop showing that video. So sometimes you can get 50, 60,000 views on something like that, and then it just goes dead. Right. And that's where I think a lot of people are like, oh, this app, I can't figure this app out. I hate it. And mm-hmm. It's pretty simple. They want the attention there. If you can create a product or a service that can be provided on the platform and they can benefit from it, they will run with you. If you're trying to siphon traffic away from what they have going on, they'll shut it down. And so we had a huge jump off. And I think my team, everyone was like, oh my God, we're going to sell so many terpenes. We don't know what to do. And then the videos were just falling flat and falling flat. Well, and I think it needs to be said too, off of your last comment, you also put the work in by building the audience because it wasn't like you had a product and you started making content. You were already making content and built that trust and that relatability. So then when you had a product that made sense, you could give it directly to the people that were already engaged. I feel like that's also something to be aware of when you are launching something and you haven't been consistently posting or you're building a business, you have to build up that foundation first in order to have the success and the trust of the buyer. So not to interrupt you, but like even more so than that, we were, we didn't have the product before I was doing TikTok. I was talking about terpenes and talking about test results being sort of a sham. And people were asking, well, if it's all about terps and these certain profiles, Mm -hmm. how could we even find out what those are or get access to them. Wait, you developed it from the feedback? We didn't have a product. Why didn't I know that? Yeah, we didn't have a product like this. So my issue was I started trying to figure out, uh, everyone likes Mercine, right? So adding that to products increases the efficacy. The storyline was like, oh, it breaks the blood brain barrier, makes cannabis last longer. And I thought, well, it doesn't do any good to sort of just rip on the quality of product testing and that if the customer doesn't have any way to actually find out whether, I mean, you can test for terpenes, but Mm -hmm. again, plant to plant, top to bottom, all different, all over the place. Well, the most consistent way to do it would be to have a hard candy that you absorb sublingual, so you're bypassing the liver, all of that stuff. And I started with a Mercine gem, and it was just going to be a little hard candy block like our jam rocks, but it would be just Mercine. Remember then I had the idea that I was going to do like the, the like the charts. I would do the top 16. They would all be there, and you could eat like two of the rocks, jam rocks, mm-hmm. or two of the little gems and get a bit of an experience that way. And then it evolved to like, well, we already have this ecosystem with Suncliff that has, oh, I'm out of breath. I'm excited. (laughs) (laughs) We already had this little ecosystem with Calm, Creative, Energetic, and Social. Mm -hmm. So we built out the terpene profiles that were most akin to those outcomes and then made sort of a blend that already existed. So people weren't having to eat five or six different versions of these. And so we were effectively making the profiles that were similar to popular strains and things that we could do. But yeah, this was born 
really out of conversations on TikTok. Yeah. Incredible. Yeah. It's been it's been really fun. So going back to the story, so that everything was tanking, you're like, let's run it up the flagpole. Yeah, it was more like this will be a nice little side piece to our business, but we've got to have like our core business needs to, we need to turn our attention back to the pillows and the other projects. And those are all still going on, but this was growing. And so it was taking a lot of our growth. It was the most demanding of our attention and had the biggest growth potential just to be flat out. Yeah. And the goal and the goal with Suncliff is to really build it into a national or international brand. And I thought, oh man, if we can get millions of people exposed to this product. And when that first video hit 1.7 million views, I thought there are almost 2 million people that know about Suncliff right now. And there aren't very many brands in the cannabis sector that have that level of market penetration. That's so fun. You've and got, on the, the most popular platform. Right. You've got big like big uh, publicly traded companies that people know them, but they don't know any of their brands. I've been in this industry for 10, I don't know one Tilray brand. I don't know one Canopy brand. Um, it just, none of them have really resonated with me. I thought, so as a small public company, if we can get our brand, one of our products, our core product in front of millions and millions and millions of people, and that aligns back to the name change with our corporate entity, we will have brand exposure that really doesn't exist. And we're always subject to the buyer or right. the retail store owner. And if we bring the customer to the store, nobody's going to say no to the product. And it's a store you can access from your couch. And now we don't we don't even really need the retail stores because of that, right? right? And so, you know, there's a lot of things that come down in the years to come with with legalization and different legislation that may offer offer opportunities to to ship product with with other things. And we do ship the CBD product direct from our website already. So we we basically built out this ecosystem. Well, now we're to a point where it's tens of millions of people that have been exposed to the brand and we've got conversations with retail and, and, and all these opportunities. And you still come back to the fact that TikTok is still the biggest opportunity out of all of them. Right. By a, by a long shot. So everything was sort of down to, I mean, it just felt like if we were just going to have it be a little side section of our business, it, it wasn't that we wanted it to go away ever, but I just thought I would rather find out whether it's everything we think it can be or not. And even when I sent all of the documentation over and showed all these different products, I still didn't get feedback for like three or four days. And I got, she was like, I haven't turned it in yet. I will do it by Friday, but I just want to know for sure that you're, you're okay with oh, this. Oh, I didn't know that yeah. she had paused. And, and so I said, I, I want to know. And she's like, okay, you'll know by Friday. This is the Friday before Christmas. <laughs> and, um, on Friday we got an email back. They have, I, I don't, I don't think it's a problem to share, but they call them ENGs. So they're like anyone that's seen Minority Report, they're like precogs in the back. You don't get to talk to them. You don't get to see them. No one really gets to know who they are. I want to be an ENG. <laughs> but but they've got sort of the power to say, this stays, this goes, this is the final determination. And so when it when it was run up to the ENG, they it, we got the email back and she was like, Jake, I'm going to have these violations reversed. Um, I don't have any concerns anymore about terpenes and like how we market it and how we talk about it in lives and things like that. We should be, we should be good to go. And immediately it was back on. We still had some violations. We're still dropping off old violations and things. So they stay on your count for like 120 days. But it's not like a bird's nest of violations that it was before. Or at least the bird's nest is behind us and we have a clear yeah. path on how to get through the, the, the we'll next phase. We'll untangle that later. Let's go. Yeah. So we're still, there's still challenges on the TikTok shop. There's still things that I think there's customer fatigue and it sort of mm -hmm. ebbs and flows. They were so aggressive during the holiday season that people were sort of tired of it. And you can feel Especially it. if you didn't, if there wasn't a product that resonated with you right. on there yet. It was right. like, well, I don't really see anything that I would get. But, but just, just the, here's the fun part of what TikTok's doing and why they're just kicking everyone's ass right now is because they're subsidizing so much of the transactions that you can get products that like we couldn't afford to sell the products for some of the prices that people are getting for. We have stuff come over the wire where it's like $8 for a $50 product. And we're, uh, at first we were like, we can't do this. Right. And then they're like, it thoroughly explaining, hey, you discounted at 20%. We discounted at 40%. On top of that, they had a first-time buyer bonus of $20. Love the first-time buyer bonus. And we are going to pay you the full amount minus the 15% and the, the, the structured fees that are there. But they're subsidizing most of those discounts, even the shipping fees and all of that. If you basically play within their framework, they're paying for the shipping on most of your products. And so when you combine this, so we're, that's why the product's always discounted on TikTok. Mm -hmm. It's like 30% off most all the time. Well, in Facebook and Instagram, I didn't know this till we were running an ad for a client. Oh, for Lady Young. Yeah, yeah. And they're like, oh, why does this discount keep showing up? We didn't do a discount. I was like, I don't, like, let me find out. I'm supposed to I'm know supposed that. I'm supposed to know that. 
And it was like, oh, Facebook and Instagram do that sometimes too, where they will cover that cost. But I feel like they do it in kind of like a quiet, it's sneaky covert, way. Yeah. And TikTok's like, we'll give it to you almost for free. Well, they do it for the customer. Right. I think exactly, what, what yeah. Instagram is doing is going, oh, these guys are paying a lot of ad dollars and mm-hmm. it's not converting well, or we're, we're not doing a good job with placements. So here's how we'll do it. We'll just try and get a few buyers so they feel like they're getting their money's worth. TikTok, it's like, it's on. Right. For the holiday season, they were doing some stuff where we would do 25% off. They would match the 25% off and pay shipping and give coupons. And we'd go live. When you're live selling stuff on TikTok, it'll just, someone in the comments will be like, hey, I just got it for $6. You know, and, and everyone's like, oh my God, me too. Right. They'll recognize that there's a lot of traffic watching and some people are converting. The live is going well. The engagement is high. And so they'll just be like, hey, if we were going to spend money to try and create new customers, this seems like a good audience to do it with. Totally. And they'll just start throwing discounts at it. It's wild what Again, they're doing. I got a full-blown winter long puffy <laughs> coat for 10 Dollars and every time I wear it, they're like, "Oh, you know, friends are like I like your coat." It's like it was ten dollars on TikTok shop. They're like, "What? Yeah. Send me the link." Yeah, I think people are in for a big, big surprise, and, and and it's gonna, it's definitely got its hiccups. I think your point about like thinking we were walking, I thought more like uh, uh, Wizard of Oz behind the curtain. This is how the shop's gonna go, and it was more like, "Hey, this is what we think we want to do. We're gonna right. migrate traffic over here." Do you think people what would tolerate that? What do you think that? is most helpful? It literally was a representation of what businesses have been able to do through products on TikTok where you're literally talking to the customer and saying, what do you want? They were looking at the companies making money on TikTok and going, what do you want? How can we make this better, easier for everybody? And so it was really a lot more collaborative than I initially thought it would be. Yeah. And I think we're sort of a a golden goose on the platform because unlike your jacket, you're not going to buy another jacket every month. Right. We have people now, I mean, we, we have somebody that in the system has 39 orders. If you think about they're ordering four of these, five of these, and five of these every time they're on sale and just stocking up, yeah, our, our repeat customer business is through the roof. And those are the metrics that TikTok's looking for. Like what products can we sell on this platform that are going to connect people to us long term? And so I think we have an opportunity to be huge on that platform. And we're still, you know. And you, e- have you even done a video about your subscriptions? No, but we can't do those on TikTok, so I don't want to drive traffic away from the platform to gotcha. our website. But our subscri- that's what's happening is people yeah. are buying two or three times on TikTok, and then they, when they see the, the links to our website in some of the packaging materials, they're checking it out, and they're going and getting subscriptions. Or when the product kept getting sold out and they wouldn't oh, uh, up yeah, your limit. Oh, yeah, that's the other thing. And yeah. they're like, it was like, oh, shit, it's sold out. Oh, wait, our website orders are way up. Yeah, that's that. You know what? That's a good point. I went into TikTok. I was like, you guys need to actually lower the limits for the mm-hmm. the average or the the daily limit because it was two hundred. After you mm-hmm. get started, you have two hundred sales a day, and they stop you. And um, we were selling out like by midday, and that was protecting us from getting totally overwhelmed. Except those people were just going to our website, <laughs> and you could see. I was like, oh no, we're at one hundred ninety seven orders, and within five minutes, my phone's going. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> just going absolutely bonkers and we would get another hundred orders over there so even though there were limits placed that people were getting around it but 200 is especially a product like ours like you know it's got 50 gems in every pack 200 orders i mean you're very very quickly going through tens of thousands of gems so um, i was a little worried about keeping up for a while and when that 200 limit came off we were doing you know three or four hundred a day for a stretch there and and i remember looking at our team just thinking the the kicker too is is they don't give you all the money. That's the, so you get the money eventually, but when you first get started, you have a thirty five day wait from the time it's delivered. I forgot it was that long. So I, I remember it being like two weeks. So I would be checking our account, going, "We we have eighty thousand dollars, but I've got." fifty thousand dollars and stuff i need today mm-hmm. and so it was like it was almost worse because all of our saleable inventory is now shipped out to customers right. and we're not getting paid for a long time and there's eighty thousand dollars owed but we're going to get that broken off to us three and four thousand dollars at a time and i'm needing to order fifteen thousand yeah. dollars worth of shipping container supplies which, which is exactly why you had to have that conversation and say hey to effectively do this well like we need to know how to plan right yeah. So it's, it's, it, it's been challenging. It's been fun. It's been the most exciting thing that's happened to our business. And right now, I, I don't care about sharing this. Our ad spend per day is about $250. And 
as it is right now, we're getting more than a 10x return on that. And there's always going to be some diminishing returns. But for anyone that's sort of contemplating whether or not they want to do a product or, or, or roll their company and become present on the TikTok shop, I said three or four years ago, anyone who wants to get ahead of the curve should be making content there. Um, I sort of took our advice and started your advice. Really, you told me to, I never planned on being in front of the camera as much as I have been, but, um, doing that led to being sort of on the very, very front of the wave of the TikTok shop. And I still think there's a lot of brands that are, are, are really, really good fit for this that need to get on it. And I think there's a lot, I mean, even myself and with some of my clients, I was like, mm, let's wait, let's wait a little bit yeah. until they get the kinks worked out, which I think they definitely are. And it's getting better and better every day. So I feel like there's going to be some big conglomerates that are like, oh, well, you know, Dove jumped on. So I guess it's okay that we do it too. Like I think once that those floodgates open, it's going to be a little bit. I'm surprised that like a Best Buy hasn't done it because they have yeah. the inventory to f fulfill it like from the, one of their DCs hmm. and, or, and segment like 15 electronics products that are there because electronics that don't have a lot of margin Best Buy may only be making 20% on that. If TikTok is willing to subsidize the discount, right. in theory, you you could offer products at prices that, that, that nobody else could, and you would really corner the market on like high-end consumer goods. Right now, you can get a lot of like knockoff tripods and some fun mm -hmm. things, but you know there are a few brands like B&H Photo that are there, and you can get some high-quality products. Um, but it'll be interesting. There's going to be some companies that come out like new someone's going to come out of nowhere yeah. and and be hopefully it's us well especially companies that have that utilize ugc content right so like user generated where they want it's not an influencer they pay somebody to a, a normal person right. to make a video about their product and they use that for ads as opposed to paying influencers a ton of money and so if you have that that's, I mean, you could just bombs away. And Run. there's so many, so many companies that utilize. Well, and you think about Suncliff had sold $200,000 worth of product and had 79 followers on TikTok. Mm -hmm. Had 79 followers. That's crazy. But it's because myself and all of the creators mm -hmm. are leveraging their audiences and driving it. so happy. And there's no need to even say like, go to Suncliff and check out their store. The shop is already baked into my mm -hmm. original post. So I choose what products show up on that particular post. And that narrative. People are so tired of it. It's literally like saying, hey guys, I just wanted to hop on here. It's mm -hmm. like, don't say that. Just talk to the, per talk to the person. That is holding their phone and watching you. Yeah. Right. Well, uh, okay. So let's pivot now. This has sort of led to other opportunities for you. And, oh and so as we so talk terrifying. about like what really looked at this and thought, what what products do we have in our lives? What things should companies that Susan works with? And I mean, just to like rattle off, you're not like, you know, doing a Tom's ad for $200 and a pair of free shoes anymore. You're, you're dealing with Nike and Asics and New Balance and Costco and Tide and who else? Like um, we did a campaign with Dove. Dove, uh, AG One is uh -huh. one of your biggest. Oh, love them. Partners, I love. they are doing marketing right, killing it all the ways, all the ways. They are killing yeah. it across the board because if there's, you know, some of my creators that are more talked to forty something moms that they're really engaging with it, and then our eleven year old is like, oh yeah, my YouTuber talks about AG One yep. too. It's like you guys are doing it right, and it's not annoying. Like there's a there's it's some stuff when it pops up, you're like I'm so tired of these guys. Right. That, that you know, I'm trying to sort of copy that playbook right. a little bit, where it's like mix it up, find other people to talk, send send the message in a different way. But yeah, they're they're crushing it. So anyway, th we've also had the luxury of seeing how a lot of these campaigns are set up and mm -hmm. designed, how they're paying, who they're paying. And right. so we've been able to model this out a little bit and figure out what works for us. And so that was one of the reasons we were able to just glob on a whole bunch of creators right out of the gate yeah. and, and make a big impact. And so we looked at the different products we all have and you have one person in particular that's like, I mean, Soliana yes. is so. Oh, she's so good. So she um, started doing more interviews. Her reels are insanely popular, like millions and millions of views on her oh, She's reels. over a billion views on, on reels. Yeah. <sighs> Anyway, so she's been doing a lot of talk shows, a lot of interviews, and every single time that she's in one of these interviews, they're like, what about the robe? Yeah. Talk to me about this robe because she's become known for this like just <laughs> old fuchsia robe that she just fucking rocks every video. And it's hilarious. Kind of like the anti-influencer where it's like, you know, not so pretty and cute. That's what it's she like, was on the Kelly Clarkson show for. Was yeah. They were like, I feel like a mom in this <laughs> yeah. outfit. And she's like, like, no, yeah. no bitch, no. Yeah. <laughs> 
so she and most of her videos she's in this robe it's kind of become her her signature thing and um so we started looking for robe companies or retailers to partner with and as we're kind of like going through who we wanted, I was nothing really seemed like a good fit. No one seemed to understand the power of it and the excitement behind it and the community that's like asking for it. And to leverage the TikTok shop. Like the idea of totally. if they're not participating, even if you got a major retailer to mm-hmm. do it, if it's not on, on that platform, like, it's not going to help. You don't want to, yeah, sell thousands and thousands every day. Um, yeah, anyway, so we, you were the one that was like, why, what if you, if Meteor just makes it, I was like, I am not in product development. I've never done that before. We've never done a project like this. And I know brand deals back and forth. I could negotiate all day and no fair value there. But when it comes to manufacturing, shipping, all of that stuff, I was like, I I don't know. And it took a while. And as the robe's popularity kept growing and people kept asking for it, it just seemed like an opportunity that was ripe for the taking. And it was like, we'd be in be idiots not to just jump mm-hmm. on this so um through much trepidation and uh thoughtfulness we launched it today i i had to we were working on the shopify store last night and uh soliana posted a video today and it was immediate like order 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 and i we were both just freaking out beforehand because like okay should we do it okay wait what if we do like going over these little minute details that really didn't make sense. I had to go to the gym this morning. I was like, I have to run. I have all this nervous energy. And so we just launched it. And in one video, I was like, oh, yep, this is exactly why we did it. Because people should, a teaser a couple days ago, and people were hounding her for links. And being it's like, like I want moms it. unite. We have our yeah. uniform. Like people were losing their minds. I was like, oh, shit, they're calling this a uniform. Okay, let's yeah. go. So it was, just, oh my, it sounded like our kid right there. Um so it's it's an endeavor that is just it feels like jumping off a cliff because it's a big project that I I haven't had. It's been a gift being able to like walk alongside you on your TikTok shop journey and see what works, what doesn't, how to pivot, how to shift. So I wouldn't have thought it was I was capable or we were capable of this um before the whole TikTok shop thing anyway. But now just seeing how powerful it is to give an audience a product that they love. I was I was saying that it feels like we're doing product marketing backwards where instead of, hey, we have this great product, let's find who's interested, let's find out how to sell it to them. It's literally like, here's the interested party, here's the thing that they want, let's just provide that. So um, I'm sure there will be lots of, you know, hiccups along the way. I'll come back and be like, and this, and this. But right now it is, we've embarked on a brand new journey that is interesting and scary and exciting. And I can't wait to see what it does, even for Mediary, um, the kind of opportunities it will create for our creators long-term down the road. Well, it's a good demonstration for even like for Ashley Desant, lots of miles. Like she's, ha- I mean, she should have a running shoe. A hundred percent. I think that's that been our goal since the I'm like, we need, you need to develop a running shoe. I am so annoyed that people, one, like outside of the running world and people don't understand what running a, a sub three hour marathon really is. And she kind of is doing it on the regular now it right. seems. And right. she like, she is an elite marathon runner who also happens to have millions of followers mm-hmm. and one of the most engaged audiences. It's and asked the same question every single day. What over. shoes should I wear? What shoes should I wear? What reflective gear should I wear? Like I can't believe they don't have to make a whole shoe. Even if somebody just said, hey, if this is your favorite shoe, we'll do a colorway and a right. set of specific laces and just a 500 print run of a box for you and see how it goes. Like I can't believe how many, even like, I'm just call, like some of the newer companies that like one of them that was like, no, thank you. Don't bother us anymore. Oh, yeah. And then they came back and said, would you guys like to do a campaign? Oh my we love Ashley. It's like, oh, actually, your head of influencer marketing said not to contact you, so that is going to be a no. That so, was uh, a yeah. really fun day because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> he was such a jerk. Yeah, he was not cool at all. No, and so yeah. to, to have the actual company be like, hey, and I was like, nope, we were well, told not to speak. Right, and it was a it, it was legitimate. It was a legitimate offer to mm-hmm. explore a few different layers of opportunities, and it was like, you keep asking for this, and you should know our silence is exactly what we're going to give you, and then to come back and ask for a campaign yeah like, and, and it was yeah, yeah they were like well, who said that to you I was like, oh, it's m- this person and they're like okay we're gonna have to have a conversation mm-hmm. because that's what's at stake if you're trying to sell something and there's a, a community of people that want to be 
given the best product for what they're trying to do. Like I, I'm amazed by the amount of companies that still don't quite understand the huge potential there. I mean, you can't, maybe, maybe they won't, you know, there's some companies that are going to get rolled up and some of them that'll just keep doing what they do well and stick to it. What scares me about that experience is that the company itself, that was one person inside of the organization. So like what, if my company makes a bad decision on whether or not we're going to give somebody a return or writes a snarky email because they're tired of like, people will send a message. They'll also do comments. Then they'll reach out to our, you know, directly to me as a a creator. And there are times when I want to come back and say, you've been bothering everybody and you've not been kind to anyone. <laughs> right. So piss off. But the problem is, is like, that's their opinion of Suncliff forever because I'm annoyed. Mm-hmm. And so you, you get those scenarios where you don't, I, you don't ever want one person to taint right. the entire experience. And the thing is when they're talking to people that have some audience, that's my big, like, shield. I told TikTok, I said, make whatever decision you want, but it will be made in front of a camera. Yeah. I will share everything. And and our rep was like very clear. She was like, I understand you know how to tell a story and you have an audience that is interested in what's going on. And I think that was a at least a small part of yeah. why they were willing to listen. Well, and now I'm thinking maybe we should go back to them and be like, fine, you want to do a shoe? And that could be part of the story too of like. Yeah. I, I just am surprised that because everybody and I know that the, the like major athletes have television and they have outlets, but there's a lot of like athletes that I have known as friends who never did anything with social media um, and that if they just created an account would probably have a following bigger than mine. If they just told a couple of stories and showed a couple of things on the back end of being either in, in the league or at being retired from the league, stuff like that, it's just never, never did anything with it. And they had ongoing contracts with Nike. They mm-hmm. had consistent payments every year and like a standing uh, a dollar amount they could go in and pick whatever they want ashley has a thousand times more access to people and more influence over 50 percent of the guys in the nfl right for sure and right. every single well, i don't know if people know this but every single player in the nfl at a minimum has a ten thousand dollar a year spend at nike they can walk into any nike store and just put it on their account um, and that's just if you're in the league, like there, there's a, you know, a backup punter somewhere in the league right. that's getting way more out of these major brands than Ashley does. And she's, and for no value really. And she's reaching 200 yeah. million people a year, or at least views a year. So anyway, right. yes, hopped up. I think all, I think everyone should be, you know, giving all, everybody all the things in the creative <laughs> space, but, um, it's not like it didn't come easy. I, I think I've got like seven or 800 videos I've done on TikTok. You know, it's, it. It's been a long haul. It didn't happen yeah. overnight, but I'm very, very, I feel like we bet on the right horse. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Some fun. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see. We'll That's, see. Yeah. That's the thing you have to get really comfortable with too, is the, um, the pace of which things change, where if something is working one day, it could maybe not be working the next day, but how do we utilize what we know about the platform, about the audience, about the content to shift to something that is working or just be comfortable trying. Well, let's try this. Let's try this type of video. Or not listen to somebody on a message board that has no idea what they're talking about. (laughs) You know, there's a lot of times I was like, why aren't we just doing this? Because that is what everyone is doing. And no one ever comes back and says, remember when I was asking you to do this, like do what these other companies were doing? Well, they're all out of business now or they've lost, you know, billions of dollars. Sorry about that. I'm just going to sit back here and see how this plays out. It's just like, I got another idea. Why aren't we doing this? Yeah. Um, so I think same thing, like the companies that tell you guys, oh, we kind of talk to you like, okay, little girl, that's enough bothering us. Shoe mm-hmm. company. We're not interested in working with you guys. And you just go, okay, mm-hmm. I'll just keep grinding. Yeah. Um, what? And the biggest payout to me, especially with this robe, is seeing the excitement in Soliana and her community and the people that she knows on social media and not. And just knowing that this is an amazing person who brings so much joy. And so for her to be able to have her own product, like there's pride in that and it's exciting. And I I feel like that's kind of the future of product marketing is literally like, who do you want to partner with? What products do you want to make based off of that? But it's been We've just been freaking out back and forth and it's been so fun. Well, you're also not like the best part of it is not a robe has been delivered yet. Right. And it's all pre-order. And so it's like you're already talking about the amount of success the project has. 
and it really hasn't even started yet. Where historically totally. you're waiting for the warehouse full of inventory to give to your sales reps to go out and beat the streets and try and get product placed and see which of your existing accounts is going to bring on. It feels like we're cutting the line a little bit. Absolutely. But and, yeah, that's because we've been standing in a different line. It just, right. it just has a different access to what's going on. But yeah, to your point, you find people who have an audience and find a product that would resonate with them. And if it's not a good product, it's not, it's not going to end, end right. up, it, it'll be gone. Mm-hmm. But this, this is the first day of this journey. So we will see what happens. It could eat some crow. It could, it could definitely. Could eat some crow. It it's, could it's definitely. It's not going to though. It's going to be. Well, I kept reminding myself this wild. morning, like this is the first video. This is the first step in a very long process of what this is going to be and what it's going to look like. And so just seeing the response from the one video is like, okay, great. Now we can think about the next step and the next step. And I've really been trying to let go of specific outcomes that I want or like I I can still set those goals where I want them to be, but releasing control of the outcome it has to be, I feel like I'm able to actually enjoy the ride so much more because it's more exciting and we're like, well, let's see where this goes and let's see where this goes. The curiosity of it of like, well, how many could we sell? Could we do 500 in pre-order? Let's just see. And it's been very exciting. Yes, and it stressful. <laughs> well, and I, I think the the amount of risk you've got to take before you find out how how or what's going to work is what allows you to be a little bit more aggressive and allows everyone to sort of try different things. Like we we've got different versions of the terpene gems that will come out once we sort of have everything dialed in, and then we've got different form factors and different partnerships that are available to us. And it's like we we don't have to go out and spend two, three, four, five million dollars to figure out whether or not there's a, a place for our products. And that's because we've worked really hard at curating our own communities and staying like engaged with it. And I know people are so tired of hearing us talk about TikTok in like our own personal lives, but I still have the majority of my friends and people and even people that are very high up in my company that don't even have TikTok accounts, don't yeah. care about it at all. And that makes I feel great about that. Yeah. I mean, it just, it just means that I think that there's still a, a tidal wave of people that need to figure out what's going on or going to see this sort of play out. Well, and from going back to our roots a little bit, what's interesting is that I haven't been very active mm-hmm. of posting my own content on TikTok and I've been focused on other areas, but knowing we that- We released a Christmas album. We did, we like, yes. we skipped over a whole lot yeah, of yes. stuff. That was, yeah. that was fun. But I mean, from a- when I always tell clients, like, build your foundation. What's your foundation? What's the value that people are getting from your content? And that's something that I feel like in the realm I'm in, I have dropped the ball on. And so it's like, I need to take my own advice and actually build that. But it's because what we were doing before, what I was doing before with my content is no longer... Yeah, it's not really the thing It's for not the really the yeah. thing. And so figuring out, okay, what do I want to create that I still very much enjoy creating how can I do it in a way that resonates and start building that foundation with what is currently working on the platform? Yeah. Well, and so I, I have also found out like the community on TikTok, like I, I have friends and people that I, I care, like one of our creators had a birthday this last weekend and like we sent a little care package and I'm like handwriting notes to people and thinking there's a lot of people in my life that, that are supportive of what I'm doing, but not that many of that are saying, Hey, I have an audience. I like this product. It means a lot to me. I want to, and we're not, they're not making huge dollars by, by sharing this, but like no one's retiring because they're sharing these links. But I've got, you know, a list of everybody that's made a video for our products. And I think, you know, they've tried to help carry the load in some right. way, shape or form. Even if they don't have a conversion, it becomes potential for a really good ad or, Hey, you know why that one didn't really hook up is the lighting wasn't great. And so we're working on ways to work with the creators and work on that community. But then there's just the, the, the buyers, like the, when you read the reviews, I mean, we, you get bad reviews, like nothing right. works for hundred percent for everyone. So you get a bad review or two and I'll get down on those, right? I'll try to respond and kind of frustrate me. I used to say, don't send me the bad reviews. I'll look at them when I'm in the mood to, to read them. And then you jump into the positive, you know, you have 50 bad reviews and a thousand positive. And these aren't like nice product. Thanks for the, op- oh, it's you know, like I've had pain for years. This has changed my life and right. I've got night terror. It's been like overwhelming to see that stuff. But the community that of, of between the customers 
telling and sharing their story with anyone who will listen. And then the other creators has been incredible. And that's where I think like Ashley and Soliana, when they have products and services that they can put on, on the platform that other people can share on their behalf, that's where Soliana has true superpowers. And so does Ashley, because there's a lot of people that would go, you know, through a wall for them. So it's going to be cool to see how that comes about. But yeah. that's the community that I have found on TikTok. You know, there's always the naysayers and, 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 and people sort of just looking to, to sort of be trolls. But for the most part, it has been like one of the coolest experiences I've ever been a part of. Right. 100%. Yeah. So that's all. We're just still, you know, completely obsessed with TikTok <laughs> and uh, marketing and branding our companies. And it's been it's been fun, though. We've, we've been able to sort of cross paths with, um, you know, even the peer care relationship. I'm still I'll be in Vegas here in a couple of weeks. And that'll be our third year of the pillow being out. And that was kind of the year that we had targeted as being sort of a jump off point for us. So I'm, I'm still pumped about all of those projects and all the things we have going on. But uh, yes, TikTok has taken a huge, huge spot in our uh, our daily lives. Oh, yeah. It's, it's been, been a awesome. ride. It has it's been, been a ride. ride. So, you know, if you need a robe, go buy it. You need a right. pillow, go get it. You need we, got no. you. we got you cozy covered. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, all of your, all of your experiences. Yeah. Yeah. You even stole some of my language in your, in your, uh, launch page for the robe I saw. I don't think it's you, me. You, I think it was maybe chat GPT something. that did you were that. Like, you were like, experience the everyday. I'm like, that's almost our, almost our slogan. No way. A little copyright violation. How do you feel about that? I don't know. It's half mine anyway, so in a roundabout yeah my ownership of yeah there's 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 a layer there that would make sense <laughs> i don't own half of the i don't own 100 percent of it though for you to take half of so we'll have to talk about that okay okay well we should wrap this up yes okay so we're, now we're gonna be we gotta get on, Soli, we gotta get soli on in here, Soliana get an here. Update when things are really rolling oh yeah once the robes come in We'll have her. She's be fun. very excited to come down. I'd like to have I'd like to have Dylan on. Yep. We still got to get Dave. We got we've got a couple of people that we can are. Get Allison to come talk about UPP. Yes. Yeah. Susan's doing a, a speaking spot at the the ultimate product party. Mm-hmm. You didn't you you went last year. You didn't. We speak. were we were a sponsor. Yeah. Yeah. So we we had a little mediary lounge and met a lot of awesome women. So I'm excited to go back and we're talking. I'm talking about TikTok shop actually. Um, and just how and e-commerce in general and yeah. how to use socials too. And that's, so. that's mostly for women or hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. Men can go for sure. But it's, yeah, it's mostly women With entrepreneurs products. Mm-hmm. It's product yeah, a lot of e-commerce businesses. stuff. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Cool. Yeah. Allison be a good guest. Yeah. She knows what she's doing. Yeah. She okay. Does. All right. Okay. Well, Glad thanks for listening and we'll see you next time. See you next time. Bye. I missed that. Bye. <laughs> Yeah.